shit. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, let's see. We do have your story of today. Oh, right. The uh, chemistry thing. Yeah. 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 You want to start with that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Why the fuck not? All right. So we had a chemistry test today at school and I was, uh, the, the chem, I knew since last week that the chemicals would, chemicals would arrive to the lab, which is where we had the test. Sounds like fun. Today. Exactly. Right. So they arrived, right? And my teacher's a very careful person. He's so shy, but such a, he's a smart guy, but he's so careful. So the chemicals came in, right? And like the, the boxes that they took them around in was really shaky. And there was a glass breaking sound. Oh, God. So he, he's, like, he's like, oh, I hope that wasn't anything bad. So, I, you know, I, I see this. I fucking spring on it. And I says, it smells sweet in here. And, you know, that is that is a fucking tell on something called benzene or, or an aromatic organic compound, right? And if you mix that with alcohol, that shit will kill you, <laughs> right? And, and that smells sweet. So I'm like, it smells really sweet in here, right? So <laughs> he evacuated the room. And I prolonged, the, I shortened down the test time like 20 minutes because you had to walk around and make sure that it wasn't anything dangerous. You basically said fuck you to the dumb kids, huh? Yeah, pretty fucking much. <laughs> oh god, that's harsh. I feel like if I get a bad grade, it's completely justified. <laughs> I don't care. It was so worth it. You have been kind of a dick to said teacher. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a nice guy. He's just not very attentive, you know? Yeah. No, my, my biology teacher is way worse, dude. Okay, imagine a teacher, right, who tells you that their subject is not important. <laughs> they're like, they're like, okay, so this is what you need to know for the syllabus, but you don't need to know it for life. I mean, it sounds like a pretty chill teacher. No, no really it, it does. Like, I mean, A class, sit down, let's talk shit about biology for like 15 minutes and the rest of the class. I mean, this... Just sit on your ass, watch some Netflix. I don't give a shit. You're not gonna need this shit for life. I mean, that's true, but like, I when I when I have a teacher, I want somebody who's engaged. You know, somebody who loves their subject and wants to spread that love and interest. But this teacher, straight up, you know, I don't need to know that. You don't need to know that. I don't give a shit. You know, just you, you just do what it says what it says on this paper, and I'll give you a grade, and that's it. Okay, fair, fair. Right, and I don't like that. I I prefer fucking you know. What's that guy? The Ryan Reynolds teacher in school school of life? Was it school yeah, school of life. That kind of teacher. That's what I want. Okay, fair. You make a good point. But if you're just like trying to make your way through school and waiting for that bullshit to end. I see. You okay. kinda want the teacher who's just like, Hey dude, get hey, find your seat, pop an energy drink, eat some chips if you feel like it, just don't make too much noise. And watch some Netflix, okay? <laughs> this class really is important for your future. Yeah, okay, I see that. I see that. But I, I guess different... Was it different strokes for different kinds of people? I mean, different strokes for different shops, am I right? Different strokes for different folks. There you go. <laughs> Alright. Now, that, that's the end of my chemistry story. Yeah. Fuck, what was it I was telling you about earlier? Let's talk a bit about 2020 and how much of a dumpster fire oh, this year has been. Fuck, dude. You know, it's... I feel like 2020 is a sentient year. You know, it listens. Because because every single time we say, all right, guys, this is as bad as it gets, it will pop those charts. It will break the limit. That shit goes above and beyond to it, prove us that this shit ain't done. I'm only getting started, you know? It, it 
It finds you when you're at your lowest, when you're down on your knees, and it sees it as a perfect opportunity to just kick you in the nuts. That's exactly what it does. And, like, I feel like this year went January, February, March, April, June, it went really <laughs> fucking fast the past few months. Oh, you're so right. But, hey, on the some good things have happened, okay? This your relationship's gotten better. This is true. You've gotten a job. I got a job. Yo, I mean, shit might be kind of dark now. And it's as cliche as it sounds, shit's looking bright for the future. It know? is. It's it really is. It's We've got better. a trip coming up. We've got, you know, car projects. I'm taking a year off after I'm done with high school to mess around with my car. You? I'm still working on my shitbox S13. <laughs> trying to get the fucker on the road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, things are fucking mess, dude. It's okay. It's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, I, I feel bad for those people waking up from a coma in 2020. <laughs> Could you imagine, you know, getting into a coma in like, 20, like 2015, the last good year? Yeah. Right? And you wake up now and you're like, what? World War Three, Wildfires? Pandemic? Kobe died? What? Huge so- pedophile ring in the government in the USA? What? <laughs> I was away for five years, and you guys managed to ruin the world. You make him sound like God or some shit. <laughs> God just <laughs> dipped out for five years. I left you, peasants, and I come back to this. Yes! It's just, I mean, it's just so fucking ridiculous. I mean, uh, I mean, this shit's going to be like a tra- traumatic year for just about everybody. You know? Yeah. I mean, fuck, I've been through some shit this year. I feel like you've been through your fair share of shit this we've, year. We've both, you know, been through a, a, a fair bit of shitty situations this year. You know? Yeah. Fucking your classmates being absolute bitches. Yeah, your shitty-ass friends being shitty-ass friends. Oh, yes, and my summer fling gone south. Oh, God. You know, it's youth, you know? It's yeah. youth. This is what we're supposed to you know, go through. We're supposed to go through the motions and the shit changes us, right? Yeah. Yeah, we be, we change and we become, you know, new people, kind of. Life hits you in the face, you get back up, you live, you learn. You know, there's a there's a proverb for this, you know, it's, you know, fall down seven, stand up eight, you know? Yeah. You yeah. know, shit will get you down, but you have no choice, you know, to get back up. And try to progress. Exactly. Hey guys, just a friendly reminder that maybe you can subscribe to our podcast. We're just two lonely dudes sat in a one-bedroom apartment trying to figure out how to make a podcast, and you know how it is. It's hard, and you know, as of right now, we're not taking any donations, because we don't know how. (laughs) But, as of right now, we're just two guys with a dream of sharing our view of the world. And bromance. And bromance. Exactly. So... Hit that subscribe. I'm just kidding. Just just subscribe us. Just click the heart thing. Come on. We'd appreciate it. It'd be really nice, dude. Anyhow, back to the podcast. Whoa, that audio was kind of rough. Yeah. Mike's mic sensitivity was a bit too far up, but we fixed it. So yeah. it should be fine now. Uh, all right. So you want to talk about some games? Oh, let's talk about some games. Yeah, okay. So what games are you looking forward to? Oh, right now? I'm kind of looking forward to Cold War. <laughs> Call of Duty Cold War, but I'm not sure. Because the game, it looks fantastic. I love the map design, but there should be more players in. 
on the maps. I don't know if you're updated on this. I, I wouldn't know. I haven't played COD in a long while. I saw the event trailer, and that's just about it. Okay, so basically, what they're doing is they're making big dynamic maps, but the platforming and the gunplay is very different. And so, like, whereas in Modern Warfare, you get a bunch of, like, parkour aspects. You can jump from roof to roof. You can vault over everything. You yeah. can climb onto just about <clears throat> everything you see. In Cold War... You have zip lines and stuff, and that's cool, but there's not as much of the vaulting and, like, the cool, like, modern-age parkour moves. Okay, I see. So so they're making Battlefield, is what you're saying? They're making way more of a Battlefield type of game, yes. And this, that's weird coming from COD, because I kind of thought that the, the quick gunplay and all these vault mechanics was their niche, you know, that's what really yeah. made them COD games. So they're going for a more slow-paced kind of gameplay. Yeah, kind of. It feels that way, anyway. Like, lower kill games, whereas in Call of Duty, if you're just playing normal multiplayer, you can look at, like, an okay game being, like, a 30-20 kill game. Whereas in Cold War, it seems like a good kill game would be, like, a 14-15 kill game. No, I see. <clears throat> so, there's less action, but at the same time, the map is more dynamic, and it seems to be more planned but i don't know if it's planned very well if you know what i mean no, I it see. seems like they had a plan for how you are supposed to go about things but it's that's not what people like to do in games you don't want to stick to the blueprint you want to go out exactly and you want to fuck around I, I feel like it's it's interesting you know they're the you know the cod entire market theme is very saturated i feel they they release a game like every once or one or two years right yeah. Yeah, and now they're kind of branching out into this new genre of Call of Duty games. You know, it's really. We'll see how it gets. I, I have big hopes, honestly. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I have big hopes too. I just hope they make the gunplay smoother. But another thing is, they're releasing this game seven months after the release of Modern Warfare. And that that's tough because Modern Warfare did great. Right? Yeah, it's still doing really, really good. So they might just end up stealing some of the hype and. If they end up making... Or, or worse, you know, just not getting any hype. Yeah, because why would you pay an extra, what is it, 70 bucks? 70 bucks for the new game. Yeah, something like that, I believe. Don't quote me on this. <laughs> I'm not completely sure, but I believe I hope, it's somewhere around I hope the file there. size is somewhat smaller, honestly. Oh, holy shit, yes. Three, what is it, three, four hundred gigabytes for the Modern Warfare right now? I'm not sure. I think I downloaded the game at 200 gigs. And every update has been between, like, 30 to 70 gigs. Jesus. So it's been absolutely <clears throat> horrendous on my storage. Mm. I came into this shit with, like, 700 gigs of storage, and right now I'm not sure how much I've got left. It, it's, it's, it's looking grim. Mm. That's a nice segue into the game that I'm looking forward to. Oh? Yeah. Oh. It's already come out. It came out about two months ago, I believe. The Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh, I oh I saw the trailer last year I believe in November and it looks so cool. What is it? Fighting mechanics, I guess, or like play or play style to that of Sekiro, without you know you know Sekiro the the company that made Sekiro made Dark Souls as well you know from soft okay right and that's why the game is so excruciatingly hard and I mean just like all <laughs> of the Souls games and you know it's from from soft right yeah. And they have, like, the same factor of the fighting style and the gameplay, but without 
the added difficulty of it being from FromSoft. So Ghost of Tsushima is like that golden meme of what I wanted from a samurai game. I see. But the thing is, it's you need a beefy PC to play it properly. And oh. I don't have that, but I've been looking forward to it for a long while. And it's also one of the few... I think it's the only game, actually, right now, that has a cinematic mode that's black and white and is based on uh, Akira Kurosawa, which is this old Japanese director, right? So you put it on black and white, and it actually just looks like one of his films from back in the 40s, 30s. That's really good attention to detail, though. Exactly, right? So you can, like, you can, like, remake some of his movies, like The Seven Samurai or... No, the, the False King Kagemusha. It was, it was really interesting stuff. It sounds like it. I can't wait to try it out whenever you build a decent PC for <laughs> once in your fucking life. If I, if I do, you best believe I'll... You best believe I'm bringing it back. I'll bring it over here and we'll try out the game. That sounds amazing. So is there like any other games you're looking forward to? Oh, I mean, I've <clears> been <throat> thinking because I'm really like a car nut. I love anything on four wheels, unless it's a hybrid, I'll be honest. I don't, <laughs> I don't really like the basic Toyota hybrids. They're taking over the world, and nor my country isn't the biggest uh, biggest supporter of the car community, to put it as such. Yeah, and you're, you know, we talked about this, I remember, right? You know, I, how, we, how we both wished that if a next Forza Horizon was coming, it would be in... Japan. In Japan, right? Because what better country is there for enthusiastic driving, right? Exactly. I mean, if there should ever be a drift-based Forza Horizon game, it would have to be Japan. It would. And Forza has become such a big franchise within the drifting game, uh, drifting game world. Mm. Everyone who loves drifting on Xbox, at least, always does it on Forza. Forza is the main platform like for Like Motorsport or Horizon? Ooh, now this is where it kind of gets tough because on Horizon it's way more of an arcade experience. Yeah. Whereas, okay, if you want to drift properly, you need a thousand horsepower, you've got to really send it and all that bullshit. Whereas on Motorsport, you can have a great time drifting with 350 horsepower or less around tighter corners and on smaller tracks. And it's just such, such a I don't know, it's got great wheel feel if you if you drive with a steering wheel, right? Yeah, yeah. The Force feedback is so good in Forza 7 compared to all the other Forza games, especially Horizon. Now, I know Horizon feels great on the wheel. Like it, I would know, I haven't tried it. I'll show you later, wink wink. But <laughs> the thing is, it doesn't have that simulator feel, which is what I really love in drifting games. Yeah. Therefore, my favorite will always be Assetto Corsa, because it's, it's just such a good game. They really nailed the force feedback on that one. Yeah. Anyway, I, fi I feel like we've stayed on the car games for too long. Yeah, People don't want to hear about this shit. Or do they? Leave a comment, let us know. Contact us. We need to know our demographic, people. This is true. Alright, uh, next on, there's actually an Avengers game coming out. Oh god, I saw this. You know, I... I wasn't expecting much. Uh, me neither, but it's safe to say I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they did a decent job, I guess. I mean, the only character that somewhat resembles 
<laughs> somewhat resembles the Avengers cast is Iron Man, who's completely covered, <laughs> and the Hulk, which is just the Hulk. It's just a huge green mass of muscle. Yeah, you're basically looking at an alien steroid overdose. <laughs> I, mean, I was looking at the gameplay, right? And it was completely ridiculous because I was. These guys were taking Thor's hammer to the stomach and still getting up. You know, getting blasted by Iron Man by his, you know, photon lasers or whatever and not losing a limb. I'm like, how impenetrable are these human enemies? That's the thing I've been thinking about all the way since, like, way back in the Star Wars games. Like, you get struck by a lightsaber, and you just shrug it off and keep fighting. Like, your arm doesn't fall off or anything. I think there was one good Star Wars game that really pulled that off. Where you could you could actually, like, go up to any piece of the building, and you could strike it with a lightsaber, and it would come off. It would, ah, uh, The Force Awakens, right? With yeah. Starkiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember I used to watch gameplays of that, because it was so cool. Oh, I love that shit on my Xbox 360. I, I was straight up seven days a week after school, whatever I needed to do. It was so fun. You know, better days, man. I feel like games back then had more charm. They did. They had more... How should I put it? They had a better vibe. Exactly. They had this nostalgia factor that always made you think back to it. Yeah. And we, and we still are, right? It's been, what, six years since we played, like, you know, consistently, for, exa for example, Skate 3. Yeah. Right, and we're still thinking about it. We're still talking about it. I go back to that game every other week. Like, it's such... The games were so good for their time, for their era. And they were more exciting, right? Yeah. Because they weren't as saturated. There weren't many players. And, like, there weren't tutorials on everything. Everything was new and exciting. And there was new stuff coming out every week or every month. Yeah, it was all around a great time and feeling the goofiness of skate 3 is what i think made everyone fall in love with it a little bit exactly the f the, the ragdoll mechanics and oh yeah how I... you get tased if you bump into people too much <laughs> i mean getting beaten up by an old lady because you ran into her with your skateboard man this is karen simulator like an old farmer herschel just walking around with a taser in his pocket <laughs> yeah um, i remember i'd spend like literally hours just trying to fling myself off the tallest buildings breaking as many bones as possible with the yeah, ragdoll physics of, the hall of meat no. hall of meat yeah it sounds, of meat. sounds like a hardcore porn but it's not it, i mean it probably is <laughs> don't check it don't check it but well, if you do let me know <laughs> yeah exactly I think for me, I was more of a I was more of a, a bungee baby, you know. Oh yeah. I, I don't mean I was jumping off bridges with a <laughs> rope attached to my leg when I was an adolescent. I mean I was playing Halo. That's what I grew up with. I started when I was four, and I fell in love with the entire. You played Halo too. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. And I remember I played Halo three first, and it was a really nice campaign. And I was, I was really bad. I was four. My thumbs <laughs> couldn't reach the joystick, so I'd shoot and I stand still until we progressed into the next area. Yeah. And then came Halo ODST, and that's what really made me, you know, fall in love with this entire series. Yeah. Because throughout the entire Halo, I'll call it masterpiece, because that's what it is. The Halo masterpieces, right? You were, you know, John One One Seven. You were either a Spartan or some kind of super soldier, fucking seven foot eight, <laughs> three hundred pounds. You can bench press a war thong. But in ODST, you were just a regular soldier, right? Yeah. You were in hell jumpers, you know, and their quote was feet first into hell. And you were just this regular soldier who wanted to fight for good cause. And you were in the suicide squad, right? You were just foot soldiers. You weren't this 
mechanically engineered since birth super soldier john you were just you know your regular old david yeah exactly you're just fucking you know glenn or charles or you know fucking bob you know, winston just, exactly you're just, you're just a generic dude on the battlefield right yeah and it gave her i felt realer moments now, this is how a person would react you know if they lost their teammate whereas john would just i need a weapon and you know go fuck up the covenant yeah whereas this guy would actually process it and mention their name as the campaign progresses it was it's a really nice touch i feel but on a controversial since we're on this topic what did you think about the movie halo odst there's a movie of that i didn't know not the not odst there's a halo movie yeah the fall from reach i yeah. saw it and I, I, i'm gonna have to say i wasn't i wasn't you know impressed at all it was it was you know mediocre at best i feel like they could i i could have done a better job with that <laughs> you know I, i'm not even six foot eight but you know now keep in mind there go we know already from this little podcast that there's a lot of work that goes into such a big movie. I know, but still, you know, if you're going to make a movie about such a great concept and fictional universe, right, you'd better make it good. Yeah, because you've got a lot to live, uh, live up to. Because how often does a movie of Halo get made? <laughs> about once. <laughs> exactly, right? So if you're going to be the one time, you know, if it's going to be the one time people make a movie about this amazing fictional universe with such great stories right you better make it worth it yeah because if unless you've done that you just wasted a million dollars and a bunch of effort you know a million dollars is being mild too yeah probably more how much did they make in the box office i have no idea i know the ratings are shit in that movie i don't know how much they made though i think it was somewhere around the 13 million mark jesus I mean, that's not bad, though. No, <laughs> Honestly, no. For such a shitty it movie. It beats my pay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it beats most of our pay, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want hell, a beer, dude? Hell, 13 mil, that's more than I got in my pocket. <laughs> that's more than my change. That's more than what I pay for my... I'm just kidding. You want a beer? Nah, I'm good, dude. All right, I'm getting a beer. He's coming back. He's coming back. Ah, There you go. Fuck, that was wet. It's a nice sound. I love that sound. It's true porn, porn, pornograph. It's a pornographic sound. I I guess it is, but you know, just don't start burping a lot in this podcast. You know. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna go for 15 piss breaks. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know us, kids, with our one beer and 15 trips to the bathroom. <laughs> you know. All right. So I feel like the podcast is soon coming to a close. So do you want to end it with? Uh, you know, a controversial discussion, or do you want to end it with, you know, a joke? Insightful or humorous? I'm I'm gonna go insightful on this one, man. I want to see what you got. Honestly, it would be kind of funny to make. <laughs> ironically, it would be funny to not take the funny option and make it memorable instead. Then let's do that. Let's let's make ourselves. Let's give us our own haters, man. Let's fucking do it. Nah, I'm just kidding. There's there's, there's no. I don't think there's any hater stigma around what I'm about to say. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're about to say. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. But I think you'll agree, right? What I want to talk about is, you know, censorship and, you know, how different kinds of people and different kinds of cultures are, contra- you know, more not conformative, conservative, right? Yeah, like, yeah. For instance, like in Japan, right? Public displays of affection are, you know, held to a bare minimum. 
Yeah. Now, you're barely allowed to hold hands. And like if you, you know, if you kiss somebody out in public, you know you'll you won't get shunned or they, they won't walk up to you and go, oh, you disrespect my family. No, they won't do that. But they'll they'll give you this look like, oh, disgusting. How dare you do that? You know, in public. Yeah. Right. And what's your take on that? Like, what do you think about public displays of affection? Is there a limit? I think everything is okay if you do it mildly. Like. So there is a limit. There is definitely a limit like let's say that you're at the bar right i know i'm guilty yet <laughs> on this one you're at the pub you're with this girl you've been flirting with her all night you're kind of at the point where you're making out a bit you're just trying to have a good time right but if you guys can't keep your hands off each other for more than two minutes and you're constantly making out against every wall in the fucking building i think it's about time to take it home I mean, let's not get too much into the details here, because we still don't know our demographic. And let's not make our listeners uncomfortable <laughs> by fucking mentioning, yeah, I was making out, touching her body, she was touching my butt. Hey, I never said I did it. You said you were guilty of it, like, fucking 40 oh. seconds ago. Okay, I might have done it. <laughs> <laughs> so you might have done it. But all I'm saying is I feel like it was a bit much, right? Take everything with a slight spoon of salt, right? You, you shouldn't really go fucking grinding on your girl out in front of everybody. And, like, if, you, if you're walking down the street with your girlfriend, there's no need to slap her ass in public. There's no need to have your hand, like, wedged on her ass constantly. Okay. Because, I don't know. I feel like that could make people uncomfortable. I feel like it's variable, don't you think? I feel like did people... I don't want to call it resilience, but I feel like people handle these public displays of affection differently. Like, some people look at, you know, a couple kissing or maybe hugging in the street, and they think, oh, ew, ew. And then other people, you know, some, like, they could be making out in a corner, hand and ass, the both of them, right? And the and some, somebody would just go, oh, that's cute. They love each other, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a different thing. I mean, I feel like people should you know react a little bit to that because it's, it's not a normal thing no know? you shouldn't be borderline fucking on the side of the street no exactly you're supposed to you know out of respect for the others and this is just called being you know I polite say, po- yeah polite it's called being polite you know you're thinking about the other person and you don't want to make them uncomfortable or even though it's a public place right you, you don't want to make them uncomfortable of course and as you said like giving a hug or a quick peck to your girlfriend on the street is completely fine for I don't some see, people i don't see the problem in giving your girlfriend a quick kiss on the street or giving her a hug when you meet up for the first time that day I, that's completely fine outside in my head yeah it's when stuff starts going beyond that that it's it's a bit excessive so for the street so where it's a bit more you know borderline vulgar i'd say yeah yeah that's where you where you stop Right? Yeah, because if you're in a grocery store and you're like full on making out with your girlfriend all all over the merchandise or see, yeah, I mean, right next to this family of five. I mean, of course they'd react, right? Yeah, it's or fucked up. at least like it would make you uncomfortable just standing there next to some people really getting it on. I mean, there's definitely, grocery store. there's definitely going to be somebody who listens to this and think who's thinking, you know, oh, nobody does that. Let me tell you, there is, there are, you know, I don't know where you're from. But where we're from, that shit happens on yeah. the daily. 
Yeah. Like some some couples just can't keep their hands to themselves. It it gets a bit much sometimes. It I really like, does. I feel like that's just a sign of somebody who's in a borderline childish relationship. Don't you think? I I, I definitely see what you're where you're coming from. Because if uh, or at least somebody who's immature in a relationship. Because if you're mature enough, you'd be polite and think about the people around you. And that that's at least my take on it. I'm not gonna say that that's supposed to be the golden standard that everybody <laughs> has to follow. But you know, I'm not gonna say that. But like, I would say there's a fine line. Right of public displays of affection that you can do in public, right. right, and beyond that, they're just a bunch of un, you know, uncomfort and very embarrassed people, right? Who, yeah. Who are embarrassed for you because they're like, oh my, oh my god, they're doing unholy things <laughs> in a shop next to a family of five, right? God damn, dude! All this talk about grocery stores is really making me hungry. You want to go grab a bite to eat? Yeah, man, I'm hungry too. Okay, let's do that. Thanks, guys, for listening. It's been fun. We've and had a really nice little cute, cozy setup today. Yeah, I mean, this is like, this is the first episode. We, we spent probably twice as much time rigging up for this podcast and the actual podcast. I mean, we, we cleaned that little corner. Of this one-bedroom apartment. We've got a tiny two-seater leather couch. We've got a little table with some candles and alcohol on it. A vape for those people who are into that shit. And some fairy lights because we're we're aesthetic like that. And grown-ass <laughs> men. <laughs> yeah, totally. We, we go to the gym. We work on cars. But we also like fairy lights. Who the fuck doesn't like a ghost little fairy light? You know what? Let's end this podcast on a few wise words. You know? Fuck gender norms. You do whatever the fuck you want. If you feel like it, as long as it's not illegal, unless, you know, we do it too, in which case it's fine. Yeah, then do then you do it too. Uh, or not. It's up to you. It's really your choice. Yeah, we're not going to put a, a knife to your throat. Fucking break the law. <laughs> break the law. But anyway, love is love. Love who we love. Don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks and have a great day, guys. Yeah, okay, you're all very precious. Live strong. All right. Bye bye.